This is a public service announcement from the Urban Renewal Center in Norfolk. Unleashing the power of your generosity includes doing your part in four key areas. Time, talents, gifts, service. There is still a great opportunity to do all of these with our Nest Winter Shelter Partnership. Though many slots have been covered, we still need your help. The City of Norfolk and the Department of Health have allowed us to increase our capacity from 25 guests to 40, which is great news, and all the more the reason to boost our manpower. If you're in the 757 and able, consider one of the slots available on our sign-up page. If you're absolutely not able, but have other means of support, we still need clothes, desserts, bottles of water, donations, etc. If you're able, simply respond by going to www.thurcnorfolk.com forward slash nest dash 2020 or email thurcserves at gmail.com. Thank you for continuing to do your part. Awaken Society, thurc. doctorate even though you might not be able to use it if you become first lady but you get a doctorate <laughs> yeah so you know i mean just if nothing else just, just a kudos but man you know i mean we we, we are huge fans of, of generosity um it's it's biblical no, no matter what you want to say about it it's, yeah. it's all over the bible it's and so I just I get happy when I see that. Even if somebody happens to not be a believer, it's it's good because I feel like it it doesn't necessarily right the ship. Obviously, uh America has a whole lot of right in the ship to do in the generosity department because um uh, the the way that I like to say it is, you know, these individuals out here, they they are uh monopolizing and 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 capitalizing um which as far as I'm concerned, those two words are synonyms for another word called hoarding. <laughs> and uh hey look I'm, I'm calling the spade a spade man it's just yeah. like that i had that <laughs> i don't know if i want to call it a revelation but you know it was, it was uh probably like a good five six months ago when it just kind of dawned on me i just remember uh seeing an episode of hoarders and i was like yo you know what people can do this with money too yeah and they do long pause <laughs> they do they absolutely do yeah and uh you know i'll say this that if collectively Jordan and I could end up being like, even even if we were just the number 100 collectively most you know wealthy person in the world, we would love to be this type of philanthropic. So, you know, we're willing to give from what we get. No, no worries. 
Yep. It'll <laughs> flow right out of my hands. Um, That's right. I'll keep a percentage. You know, because I'd love to have an inheritance for my kids, kids, you know, that's that's also biblical. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I've I've always admired individuals who whose life design was to be uh that type of person, like Russell Simmons, who really wanted to do his whatever he could to be able to give away ninety nine and just live off the one percent. Yeah. But he still wanted to live the kind of life that he's living now. You know, I mean I'd I'd, I'd love to do that too. Heck, if I had that kind of money to give away, I would most certainly be on top of that. Uh, no questions asked, but yeah, you know, unfortunately, uh, there are certain systems that, that are set up currently that are basically trying to keep other individuals from being able to do that. And of course, obviously, uh, 2020 has just kind of put a light on certain things. And you would think that, I forget, I, I heard it from somewhere, that this would drive people towards wanting to help their fellow man. And in turn, it's actually done the exact opposite. And it's caused the rich to get richer. And, you know, I mean, some people are saying this is prophetically scripted. Yeah, it might be. Uh, to to the extent that they're talking, I don't know. I feel like we're we're not there. Some people think we're living in the book of Revelation. There is no way on God's given and green earth and in heaven or hell that we are in the book of Revelation right now. Come on, man. Really get your life. But <laughs> It's either that or, or we've been in the book of Revelation for 2,000 years. Fair. Yeah. But at the same time, nah, and no. there ain't no way. No, there ain't no way. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this that's that's what we finally get to witness the actual supernatural taking place on Earth. And for what it's worth, I believe in the supernatural itself. I believe in miracles. I really want to see uh, a miracle in my life, maybe two, plenty. Who knows? I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to say something outlandish. You know, I've, I've I've heard all the stories. People, you know, they they're kind of leery, but. In places like Africa and, and Asia and South America, you know, we you can witness uh, miraculous healings, and and I've right. seen one, uh, you know, one instance where somebody did come back to life. You know, people don't want to talk about this stuff in the United States of America because it's too weird and too spooky for them. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you: if it was in the Bible, it definitely is still something that can happen now. Um, and yeah, I know there are certain uh, belief systems in Christianity that are what they call cessationalist, where they think that all of those things happen in the Bible and then they don't happen anymore. You know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's, it's too much to leave the chance when we're talking about a Bible where we are uh, taught and, and made to believe in, in a God that we have never seen, that virtually no one has seen, um, except maybe in the form of a couple of different things like a burning bush or you know, maybe some messengers that kind of came from heaven or, you know, then, then we got a talking snake. Like, come on, like, let, let's, let's have a real conversation. Here. <laughs> we got a talking snake. We got a talking donkey. Why are you bringing up James Harden again? Ah, uh, you, of course. <laughs> Only makes sense. You know, um, and then, of course, we got this, this dude uh, that's apparently fully God and fully man. And then, and then he dies on a cross and he stays in the earth for three days. And and then all of a sudden, he that's the other thing about Revelation. If you read the book, you see that the person that we know is going to be called the Antichrist or whatever the heck he is. He's going to come and he's going to he's going to copycat the same system. He's going to die. He's going to be in the earth for three days and then he's going to resurrect again. Too. Like the minute I see that, I'm good, homie. I'm out. What's um, weird to me <laughs> is I don't know why people would be clamoring for us to be in Revelation. I've read enough of Revelation. Listen, Jesus, take me home before that stuff starts to happen. I don't need any of that in my life. <laughs> I do not need to have any part 
of what John was dreaming about because <laughs> that and and you know I like horror movies, but that no no I'm good I don't I don't need to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, that's just I don't know. This this is why I encourage you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Please continue to read your Bibles. Yeah. Because if not, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel bad. Because and it's on, it's on both sides. It's, it's on all sides, really. There's somebody, somewhere, including myself, including Devin. Uh, you know, we, we try our best to get it right, but I have no problem admitting in my humanity, I'm probably gonna get some things wrong. But some people are just flat out out. And to me, the big thing that kind of shifted for me, because like I grew up in uh, in four square theology, which deals. A lot with end times. I mean, I I had a lot of end times being pushed down my throat a bit, and I remember seeing a Carmen music video back in the '90s. It it you know scared me straight. Not in the sense that Christians usually use that, but it scared me straight <laughs> because there was like some secret police coming and taking Carmen and his son because it was end times, and he was getting the mark of the beast, and it was all terrifying stuff. Uh, you know, you got left behind with Kirk Cameron. You know, Christianity loves to drum up all this terrifying end time stuff. The fact is, is that the urgency about Christ's return is simply to provide tension in your life so that you will always be ready, as it says, because you don't know the time or or place. When he returns, you got to have your stuff in order. Okay? <laughs> so it means, hey, live a good life now. Don't procrastinate. Okay, live that good life now. And on top of that, have some urgency for your fellow man. Share the gospel with others. Like that's why, I think to me, that's the main reason why that stuff exists. Not to be this, oh, let's usher this in. Let's hope that this happens. That, that, I think that's the point. That's, that's, I think that's what we need to go ahead and drill. And then we got to move because good God. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. How, how the heck are we going to expedite God's plan? Right. And that's really what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. Like it makes no sense to me. You yeah. can't sit up here and tell me that we're calling for the latter rain. I mean, you can call it for all you want to. It's it's not coming until he says it. Well, this is why I scratch my head constantly about the, you know, America helping Israel and, and all this pro-Israel stuff and pro-Jerusalem and all. It's like, um, is are, are we hoping for that because we really care about Israel or because we care about what one book mentions, like, briefly and... The reality is, is that if you kind of go back through and understand the theology of that, the promise that was given to Abraham and, uh, you know, the, the people of Israel, the Israelites, that was fulfilled with Jesus. Like, <laughs> it's not, that's not something that's like going to be fulfilled just because like there's 100,000, 120,000 people who are just standing in Jerusalem and suddenly they're instantly saved. Like, you can't have that be true and yet, I'm the only way to the Father be true. You can't have those contradictions line up together. So, you people, come on. <laughs> you know, for what? Uh, I didn't yeah. think that this was going to become an end times theology discussion, yeah, but I'm glad it no, did. <laughs> you know what? This 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 might be the episode we just call "Hey, we just ranted." You know, pretty um, much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but no, you know, I mean, do for what it's worth. Uh, it's it, it baffles me the level of because you know this what what this is is more like a modern day Gnosticism like people just really feel like the, their encampment and, and the knowledge that they they think that they have uh, gives them this advantage and again really what this is is just a bunch of Christians 
no matter what side they're in, or sometimes not even Christians, people who claim to be Christians, but really are probably a lot more occultic in nature because what they do has nothing to do with the Bible and, and right. the pretenses that it gives, but they're just wrapped up in this, this need for a certainty and God, I'm beating a dead horse, but I just don't care. Like if you are really trying to find certainty in our faith, then you have officially placed yourself in what we will call an oxymoron <laughs> translation. The two don't go together. It just don't make sense. You need to get a much better understanding of what this means. And, and if it means that you have no choice but to abandon your quote-unquote certainty and then place your faith and trust in God, like, you know, this, I, I, this, is, this is why people don't like the quote-unquote Christianity that is presented the United States of America. Right. Period. The end. Well, that's not the only oxymoron slash contradiction. <laughs> like, yeah, no, okay, I'm sorry. It's not plenty of other things. Okay. Um, but if I'm talking about something that we are currently addressing, it is this. And man, listen, I mean, especially just the fact that we, anybody who thinks that they are uh, attuned to something that is inside of the pages of, of, of what is supposed to give us our spiritual life. You know what I'm saying? Like the thing that's going to help us to transition to the other piece, which is called eternity. Um, instead of making everybody feel like eternity is now because it's not. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that goes through my mind when I, when I start asking questions like, how the heck do you come up with this thought process? Like, what is it? What is it that's a part of this for you that lets you know that the Trump is blue about, you know, five, six, seven years ago, uh, that Jesus is already here somewhere. He's chilling out. Like, I think it'll be really obvious when he came. You know, <laughs> just, and, and you know, for, for what it's worth, this isn't, for me, this isn't really even end time theology when it comes down to it. This is, this is just a simple understanding of what our faith is supposed to be about. Right. It's about being able to develop. Uh, perseverance and how that is supposed to to mold and shape our character and that we are uh, ultimately called to do two things, love God and love people and let our good works reflect the love that we have for those people. I don't see good works in your theology, sir or ma'am. I see people trying to hold on to what they think is um, probably the same thing that the Pharisees were doing. They were waiting for somebody to come who had some type of political power, who didn't say that out loud. Um, uh -oh. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, some type, legitimately, that's what they were looking for. They were looking, of course. I mean, back then, it wouldn't be political power, it would be called majesty. But, you know, they're looking for somebody who has some type of political power who's going to come out and just take care of all of their foes and call it a day. Right. And I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not letting history repeat itself. <laughs> well, <laughs> history certainly tried. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, because you bring up the word foe and I've talked at length about how much Christians in America feel the need to have an enemy and the need to have someone who's going to come and eliminate said enemy. Uh, but you know, no weapon formed against us. So like, why are you so worried about enemies? And Jesus wasn't talking about enemies when he was on the cross and Paul wasn't talking about enemies when he was in prison. So quit focusing on enemies and focus on, on your friends and your loved ones and focus on loving people and loving God because that's the great commandment. The, the great commandment had nothing to do with hate your enemies or defeat your enemies. Nothing. Quit focusing on your freaking enemies, people. <laughs> hold on there, guy. Hold on. Hold on now. 
You said freaking. Be I did. I certainly oh did. Yes. Oh my. Oh my. Oh I know. My, man. Anyway, okay, fine. Then let's 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 put a pin in it because we really actually have one other piece we're supposed to be talking about. Mark this episode I, explicit. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, we've, we're like, look, we've marked two episodes explicit, man. We can't. We 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 can't be marking. Okay, we can. Yeah. One of those is because of Jay Swang. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. She dropped that. She dropped that word. She man. did. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it was it was it was necessary. It was it was, it was worthy. It was. Beautiful. It was fun for us. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So yeah, so we do have actually like a major story that we wanted to cover. How about that? In the middle of all this ranting, I got to say this was something that I, I I saw coming for quite some time. Um, and for what it's worth, it's it's not the end as far as I'm concerned. And I would really like for the end to expedite itself. Uh, but I also know that the way the world works, it's probably not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, so Pornhub, uh, yep, we're going to talk about that today. <laughs> Let's boldly go. Well, don't actually boldly go there, but. No, no, please yeah. don't, don't, don't go there. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Deb. I just Appreciate wanted to, that. yeah, a um, little disclaimer. Yeah. Bold, boldly <laughs> stay away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Pornhub. Uh, has removed a majority of its content. And this is this man, I, I, I'm one of many who's really kind of been praying for the day on this. But anyway, uh, millions of explicit videos uploaded uh, from unverified users as part of a series of changes following allegations that the site showed videos of child abuse and non-consensual sexual behavior, or let's say the word, rape. Uh, in a blog post Monday, the website said it had enacted the most comprehensive safeguards in user-generated platform history, including barring unverified uploaders from adding new content, eliminating the ability to download most videos, and has removed all previously uploaded content that was not created by Pornhub's verified content partners or members of its adult performer network. So there's something else I want to talk about uh, that's a little further down. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm... We, uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know where to begin except to say this. You know, my one of my life's passions, um, thanks to a good friend of mine, is is addressing human trafficking. Um, you know, and for for years, I've been a huge fan of organizations like the Invisible Children or um, uh, IGEM, the International Justice Mission, and uh, proud to announce as of really last month, but really kind of made official during a board meeting today, I'm on the board for an organization called the Virginia Beach Justice Initiative. And they are uh, Hampton Roads local uh, trafficking, uh, human trafficking uh, awareness agency. And so, you know, I, this is this this has been a big piece of me for a minute. Um, and so, you know, one of the pieces that I've, I've been well aware of for quite some time was that, that there was a possibility that there are these videos out there and that when they are unverified, there's a possibility that they are, um, you know, young children or even not even young children, sometimes um, older individuals who are, yeah, they, they are having sex, but the sex may not be consensual. Um, and then it's being posted, it's being uploaded. And, and sometimes it's not even the ones that you would think, like, for example, what is it? Uh, you could have a boyfriend um, or even in some cases a girlfriend. Uh, just to be fair. And, you know, you guys decide y'all want to get a little kinky, which you shouldn't be doing until you're married. Just put that out there. No, I'm not perfect. But whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, you're doing that. And and then, you know, he you, you want to go to break up with him. 
and he he threatens uh to to leak that footage if you leave him like there's there's a there's there's a myriad of different uh nuances as to to how this becomes some type of coercion or something that's not consensual uh but the bottom line is uh, I've always been one who wanted to see this thing eradicated and yeah now it looks like not necessarily the the beginning of the end because you know I, in in some cases I really do feel like some folks uh, don't realize exactly how severe uh, psychologically and otherwise porn damages the mind towards yeah. things like, you know, just being able to be intimate, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I've had my dark days. I'm pretty sure every man has had their dark days concerning this stuff. And it's just going to be continued struggle until, until you hit eternity. But, you know, just seeing this and knowing that this is getting ready to go down uh, was something that, did my soul some good, you know, 2020, some, some good things are still happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to like, you know, pat a, a place like Pornhub on the back and <laughs> be like, Hey, nice job guys. Right. You know, I, I'm kind of libertarian when it comes to this stuff. Like the fact is, is that not everybody on this planet has agreed to the terms of Christianity or agreed to the principles set forth in the Bible. And guess what, folks? That's actually biblical because mm. without free will, uh, the love of God really wouldn't matter because um, you have to accept that love. If it was forced upon you, his love would not be the same thing. And the fact is, is that there are people who um, are not going to follow those guidelines and and they're free to do what they want to. Like that, And that that's flat out biblical, okay? They can... They can be uh, <laughs> heathens and pagans and whatever they want if they want to, okay? So I'm kind of of the opinion that, that that's fine. Where I draw the line is, listen, pornography is an absolute plague uh, on our society, on, like Jordan said, the, the psyche of, of men of all ages and their ability to understand what intimacy means in the confines of a relationship. Um, and it, it really messes with expectations and and levels of comfort and, and all those types of things that intimacy really is supposed to be about. But the fact is, is that if you have people who choose to go into that line of work and be compensated for it and, you know, it, a, an act is consensual and the sharing of that act with others is consensual, that's one thing. But when those things are not and people are being exploited, that's the whole point of the human trafficking issue. That's the whole point of protecting people who are not able to protect themselves. Um, and anytime someone can make money off of the exploitation of any individual, I guarantee you someone's going to find the opportunity to do that. So when there's a major distributor of said content saying, we're going to eliminate these exploitation loopholes, regardless of how, you know, sticky or, or cringy that whole thing might be that that's a good thing so i know it's a little bit weird to bring up on a, a, an inspirational christianity podcast i mean really it shouldn't be but yeah yeah I get you. <laughs> but the fact is jordan likes to say we will both boldly not go there but still talk about yeah, it yeah. boldly don't visit the site <laughs> um but yeah definitely uh, boldly go i don't i don't care <laughs> people didn't know we, we working on this we're getting it right this episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're looking to get started, there's no better place. She specializes in all kinds. Dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, lock extensions, 
instant locks, interlocking, and more. If you're in the 757, please don't hesitate to contact her. You can find her on Instagram at Janique Locks. That's G-E-N-I-Q-U-E-L-O-C-S, Janique Locks. Or you can find her at her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Janique Locks, where locks are envied. All right, let's go ahead and start this podcast, man. Um, but now, you know, the the reason why I said that I wanted to continue reading something um, was because I'm it it, it makes me kind of sad. You just gave Pornhub an attaboy, and I'm getting ready to go and slam him again. I mean, you started with the attaboy. It wasn't me. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Um, but no, you know, because it, it's 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 kind of sad um, that. You know, and, and, and again, to, to, to be fair, God can use anything in any way, shape, form, or fashion that he wants to. You know, his, yeah. his word says it's true. Um, and for those who believe and are called according to his purpose, it doesn't necessarily mean that, whatever. Um, <laughs> what, one of the biggest pieces that, that caught my eye in the, in the article is the fact that um, one of the main reasons this happened was because it was affecting Pornhub's bottom line. And initially it wasn't. And that was the whole piece behind it. Uh, it even says right here because this 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 is when when stuff gets real. Uh, Pornhub was the target uh, of a New York Times report earlier this month that led to uh, large credit card companies uh, blocking customers from using their credit cards to make purchases on the website. So Mastercard, Visa, and Discover all terminated their cards from being used on the site. Um, and so what you know what what it automatically did was that there was a um, uh, an investigation launched and they were looking into to the material. And um, there was a columnist for the New York Times by the name of Nicholas Kristoff who described recordings on Pornhub's website. Man, he, he had a, he had, he had a job to do looking through all that. That's uh. anyway. Um, yeah. The website, um, you know, it says like assaults of unconscious women and girls, um, including a naked video of, I don't want to say it, but you know, for what is work, we have to say it, a 14 year old girl. And he wrote that Pornhub allows videos to be downloaded directly from its site, uh, leaving room for content to spread uh, and be re-uploaded to the internet even after it's been taken down. And so, of course, you know, Pornhub initially denied the allegations, uh, but finally, you know, they kind of they kind of caved. Um, and so, you know, just uh, it's 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 frustrating uh, even to to get a win like this to see exactly how that win really came about. Um, but you know, the hope is that. Like everything, um, and and especially a lot of things that have happened in 2020, it's a step in the right direction. Um, even after having to to witness, you know, the, the the tragedy or atrocity that's connected to it. You know, at the end of the day, for me, I think it's just about being able to fight through the frustration. It's about understanding that, you know, at the proper time, um, you know, Isaiah 55:11, God's word shall not return to him void. And you know, one of the biggest things that he addresses is uh, vengeance is mine. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. And these these are his children. These are his people, his victims. And so, um, you know, my 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 heart is heavy in a sense because of all the things that have transpired. That like, what do they say? I think it's like there were originally 13 million videos up there. Um, after removing all of the unverified content, there's like three million. So if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. But yeah, sometimes, you know, perfect world, we wish uh, industries or people would come to their own conclusion uh, when they need to correct. 
<laughs> um, unfortunately, that doesn't happen often. And uh, so sometimes uh, protests are required. Um, <laughs> bottom lines being affected are required. Uh, but if the net result is, is a positive thing, uh, even in something that overall is a negative on society, you know, you, you still have to acknowledge that it's a, a step in the right direction, whether it was something that was a, a self-correction or not. At least there was some moving force behind it that is, you know, making an improvement on uh, an evil thing in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So, um, you know, I guess that that kind of helps to even the playing field. We, we gave Pornhub an attaboy, but not without blasting them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that makes me feel just a touch better. Very yeah. Cool. We also Excellent. said repeatedly, do not boldly go. Yeah. Again, <laughs> this, do not. This is not an go. endorsement of any kind. <laughs> no, not by we, any means. We are not We're taking not sponsorship money from them. Oh, hey, the- <laughs> no. No, 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 not happening. Uh, no. Cool. All right. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's, I guess we'll leave that there. And I'm, I'm really afraid to ask, but it's, it's a segment on the show. So, Devin? What do white folk wonder? You know, I think uh, I personally heard some some fun feedback on our Thanksgiving one. Uh, I played it for my parents. <laughs> they thought it was a riot. Um, you know, it, I think that people enjoyed that. I know you sent me a video from a friend of yours that listened to it. And she kind of blew me up saying that there were, you know, more than 11 cakes at her Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Which Yo. just means that I would like to be invited to all these Thanksgivings is what I'm saying. I've been um, trying to tell you, man. I'm trying so, to tell you, bro. So, well, and listen, again, it's it's kind of like telling a kid who's never been to Disneyland how great Disneyland is. Like, they're not going to believe you until they go. So, it, you can't be mad at me for being skeptical. Yeah, but remember, <laughs> Disneyland's not all it's cracked up to be anymore. So. No, no, no. Disneyland's fine. You just don't want to work there. <laughs> I mean, isn't it a comprehensive? No, never mind. I got nothing. Go ahead. Listen, I went to Disney World last year and it was great. Okay. I feel bad for the underpaid workers, but I had a wonderful time. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Which is pretty much why we perpetuate the poor treatment of workers because we continue to buy products and services. So oh, anyway, so in keeping with that theme, we're close enough to Christmas that I kind of wanted to know what are some differences in how the black community celebrates Christmas versus the white community celebrating Christmas? I know last year, this was hilarious because off air, I had asked Jordan, I'm like, so what do you think about like black Santa? Cause like you see black Santa and Jordan's like, we're not going to talk about that. And then meanwhile, like that same week, I heard other people on radio or something talk about black Santa. I'm like, Oh, it's not relevant. Huh? Look at, look at, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't necessarily need you to talk about Black Santa, but there has to be some major differences in like what Christmas looks like for you than it does for me. I mean, to an extent, yeah. But then the problem with that is, you know, the Brown house is an enculturated family, obviously. Uh, you know, my, one of my best friends has, has kind of always been white. Um, you know, it was my boy Niv back in <laughs> Wait, high school. He's and- always been white? Uh, what does that mean? No, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's like, kind you know, of always been white. I'm, I'm, well, no, look, let me, really, can I rephrase? Oh. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, yeah, you know, no, <laughs> you know, on the come up, you know, I, I have my peoples. You know, everybody's yeah. always had their peoples. You know, my brothers, my closest, and then my homeboy Rob and 
and my boy Cheese. He's our, our brother for real. And then, you know, just, I mean, as, as, as time go, has gone on, I've transitioned to, to other um, awesome uh, black people, people of color. Uh, but I've always had a good white friend as well. That That's what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Does that make yes. sense? Yes. Yes. We appreciate your balance. What the heck, man? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and so with that, I've always had the opportunity to kind of experience um, white Thanksgivings uh, and, and white Christmases. So uh, that being said, you know, I almost sometimes don't notice a difference um, except to say, and this is why I can't stand the enculturation. Um, for example, especially now that the modern day white Christmas where all y'all hop in onesies and stuff and then you take these family pictures, yeah. which is something I used to crack up at. Yeah. Well, guess whose wife just bought him a onesie for this Christmas? Mm, good. Yeah. good. How did, she had to special order that thing. Dude, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm over here real, real sad. So yeah, y'all, y'all be on the lookout on Instagram because that's probably the only place you're going to see it. You'll see it once. I will say the, the one Someone, nice no, no, thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, okay, I, I, sorry. It, it gets worse. Okay. Um, and so oh, boy. You know, she was like, well, no, because she wanted to do like the full family embodiment. And and what do we have? Because we ain't got no kids. Right. Um. So yeah, Little Bear actually has the same freaking outfit oh, that boy. we have. Yeah. That's actually where yeah, I was exactly. going. I was going to say, once you have kids, like I, the jammy thing doesn't really matter for me anymore. Like Jamie's purchased pajamas for the boys this year. It's it's Star Wars Baby Yoda pajamas, but I didn't get anything. And guess what? That's magical. Because I, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to wear some sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I don't want to be in photos on Christmas morning. I'm okay. I don't want Jamie anything to do with right that now. I'm texting yeah. Jamie. Text her right yeah. now. It's, no, but the thing is, is that out, man. is that the the beauty about my wife? Not only is she just radiant in the first place. But she also doesn't want to be in those pictures. <laughs> She's like, listen, we will just use our children as our, our family propaganda. That's fine. We do not need, like, we don't take family photos. It's hilarious. If we look through each other's phones, like, we don't even have pictures of, like, each other together. We have plenty of pictures of the boys. But we don't really, like, go ahead. Go through our Facebook. It's, it's not very often when there's pictures of the two of us. It, there's this plenty of our kids, but there's not yeah. many of us. And, That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's just too that. much dang effort. It's hard enough to get those two kids to smile at the right time, let alone adding two other faces in there. It's just, it's different. Maybe <laughs> when they get older, it'll be a little easier. But uh, oh, yeah, man. I've I've avoided the pajama matching on Christmas morning thing for a little while now. And and it's nice, I got to say. <laughs> See, this is why I'm, I'm upset because, you know, Jamie and, and Michonne, they don't talk enough. No, they don't. Um, because maybe that would rub off on... Michonne, now, to be honest with you, it, it, it might counter. I don't know. You might be mad at me next Christmas if, if you're rocking. That's <laughs> true. And having to take family That's pictures. That's true. With, I didn't think about that. Who knows how this actually play out. Uh, but no, I mean, to, to be fair in answering your question, though. Um, like growing up, okay, for instance, what did... So, like, I'll, let me explain what Christmas Eve, Christmas Day looked like for me. And then you can explain what it looked like for you. Okay? Okay. So... Christmas Eve was like one side of the family, okay, would kind of get together, hang out. And that was usually my mom's side of the family. And that family was a little bit smaller. And then like my grandparents would, they might even stay overnight. And then Christmas morning, it was very, it was much more intimate. It was just like 
just immediate family, maybe one set of grandparents. And like Santa came and mom put stockings in our bed, right? Like put them in there because Santa like basically brought them upstairs. Oh, he yeah, ate the cookies. The whole deal. So, so yeah. my brother and I would wake up at like 2 a.m. and open up our stockings together like in our room and then go back to sleep and then wake up at like six and then wake up mom and dad to come downstairs and basically, you know, get, get to those presents. We open presents in a very orderly fashion. So it was always youngest to oldest. Now, meanwhile, I go to Jamie's family Christmas on Christmas Eve and it's a freaking free for all. Like, no, there's no order at all. It's just like time to open presents. Boom. It's just like everyone's just opening presents and it it's chaotic and crazy. And so you don't even know what's going on. So my family was, was very different even than her family, but like Santa was very alive and real. And then I have friends who are like, oh, we don't even do Santa. So, you know, that whatever, that's fine. But what did the, what did Christmas look like as a child? I'm not even worried about like right now. Like as a kid, what did Christmas look like? Because I got to think the idea of a strange husky white man coming into your home at night, especially as a black kid, like that's not as fun. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So first and foremost, <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole black Santa piece, you know, that, that's, that helps to kind of buffer what you just said right there. Okay. Here was, here was my hope in all of this, because really we're talking about black families. That's one thing. I've witnessed some of that, but I'm really going to talk about my experience. And I was trying not to throw the haymakers. I guess I'm going to have to throw them uh, because I can guarantee you, I don't, I'm, in my heart of hearts, I will put money on the fact that a white family would never do what my parents did for us two Christmases okay. in a row, which actually now would be perfect for the culture because they canceled Christmas. Hmm. Again, twice. Wait a second. So this this whole thing that Limbaugh has been selling this this war on Christmas, this is true. <laughs> it, it wasn't no Limbaugh stuff, bro. But yeah, they, they definitely canceled Christmas. So I need you to understand. Uh, it it was it was it was just it was a rough time in life as it was already. Like you know, it was what I think I was in the fifth grade. So okay. you know, yeah, Santa is definitely still real and a, a high commodity in my world. And. I mean, it was really was, man. Like, I, I had a lot of things happening, you know. It was just, it was a real, it was real hard living. A lot of oppression happening. I was getting bullied a lot. I, I, I legit was getting bullied a lot, but mm -hmm. this is before I had a huge growth spurt and, and was strong enough to. to well, it's probably people. because you still believed in Santa in fifth grade, but go on. I mean, not everybody still believed in Santa in fifth grade in my school. Uh, least they, 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 I feel, they I feel like it. by about nine, I had things figured out. I mean, well, the, 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 that that was the transitional part of my story, so stay tuned. Um, yeah, but I just remember I, I ended up getting in a whole lot of trouble because, you know, it's just like always bickering and fighting and all this other stuff happening. And my mom was just like, because my brother was always bad. Sorry, Colin, I love you, bro. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so it just got to a point where she was like, you know what? Mm -mm. That letter ain't going to the North Pole. <laughs> oh, man. Ain't no Christmas happening. Sorry about that. You won't see Santa. Don't even leave out no milk and cookies. It's not worth it. And 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 for for a while, me and my brother kind of held on to hope. And by for a while, I mean up until Christmas Eve when we went to sleep. Um, but we woke up the next morning and went running down the stairs. And not only that, but let me tell you how petty Santa, quote unquote, was. They had nothing under the tree 
oh. except for a pack of pencils and a sketch pad. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't like, I'd rather have gotten nothing, but instead there was a pack of pencils and a sketch pad. And that's like, it was that Merry Christmas. Well, if there our Thanksgiving go. talk made you laugh, our Christmas talk is going to make you cry. <laughs> a pack of pencils and a sketch pad. Yeah. Oh. Absolute, man. And then the, again, the following Christmas, the same thing happened. And to be honest with you, had it not been for the fact and, you know, RIP, Jim Nabby, that was, that, was, that was my ace, my granddad. Had it not been for the fact that he passed away that year, I think we would have not gotten a Super Nintendo because I think my, my grandma just really wanted to get us something. And, and, and she wasn't taking no for an answer because she's that oh. kind of diva. Um, and so we did get a Super Nintendo that Christmas from my grandma, but we didn't get much of nothing else. Wait, so Christmas was canceled and you still walked away with a, a Super Nintendo? I mean, it was a Christmas present. It wasn't okay. from Santa. No, it wasn't from Santa. I get that. But like, exactly. so why was Christmas canceled the second year? Because you and your brother didn't learn your lesson? Yeah, it was more so still my brother than me. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I wonder yeah. what he would say. <laughs> Actually, he might he might agree to that. I don't know. He's, he's, okay. he's, he's good for owning his stuff nowadays. Uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, but it was also in that moment that we realized exactly who Santa was, and so or or wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 or wasn't. But really, no. So it was because nowadays I, I still uh, every December I'm I'm giving a phone call. As a matter of fact, I need to give a phone call. I'll probably do it tomorrow. I'll be like, hey, Santa, how you doing? How's Grandma? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> or sometimes Santa will just contact us first. Like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. Um, but I mean, I, I appreciate it, obviously, just because I know that Santa really loves us and wants us to have a good Christmas. Yeah. Um, and we always want to try and make sure that Santa has a good Christmas as well. And, you know, so Santa loves Chico's now or Santa, um, you know, <laughs> the, the the other Santa always gets his own doggone stuff. So I don't, I don't know exactly. We're, we're, we're still figuring that one out. But, um, you know, all that to say, uh, you know, uh, uh, our, our traditional Black folk Christmas uh, was a real Christmas where uh, we had threats and those threats turned into promises. <laughs> Man, Christmas <laughs> is really leveraged. Look, well, I'll tell you this though. We we never tried Santa again and we've had Christmas ever since. Uh-huh. So there's, there's yeah. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's I don't good. know. I, I don't, maybe somebody else has, has had Christmas canceled on them as well. Um, maybe, maybe I didn't have, <laughs> be I didn't discussion. have Christmas canceled on me, but I did have Christmas spoiled for me. Uh, there was, I think I was maybe in sixth or seventh grade and my mom was one of those people with, uh, the, the day planner, like the organizer. It looked like a mini trapper keeper. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember those. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, it would basically, you'd get one page for all 365 days if you went with like the deluxe version. <laughs> so I come home like from school and it was like maybe beginning of December or whatever. and she has her organizer just laid wide open on the kitchen table. And that's where I would sit down and start doing my homework. So I like put my bag down and sit down. And I see her organizer sitting there and it explicitly says, Devin, list of all the stuff she is getting me. Brandon, list of all the stuff she's getting my brother. And, and I didn't mean to spoil anything. You just kind of, you know, you just naturally just kind of glance over and it was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh, what a, like I felt like I committed a crime that I didn't even like I didn't do anything. I just simply sat down to do homework and I committed a crime. And wow. I remember <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how it played out. I don't remember if I confessed to knowing before 
or if I confessed to knowing later. But she still tried to blame me somehow, you know, because that's what happens, right? Like when you I mean, screw you deserve up, that though. But you what did I do? Around in her stuff. No, I wasn't snooping. Stuff, she bro. laid it in in the common area where we all do everything at the kitchen hey, table. Hey, listen, man, listen. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, listen. No, nope. I mean, look. Hey, I mean, you can say that the was way not you snooping. To. I didn't open it. I didn't touch it. It was laying right out there where everyone goes. Mm. That's mm. not my fault. I feel like you're missing something. No, no, I'm really not. That's how it laid out. Because I think eventually she was like, yeah, I kind of, that was my fault. I think, but you know, as a person, when you screw up, like you're, you're looking, you just become naturally insecure and defensive and like, oh, it wasn't my fault. It was your fault. And it's like, no, no, this was mom's fault. And uh, that's, that's the defensiveness that I'm picking up on right now. No, because I think that if we asked her, she would own up to that. She would say But until then. Maybe uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call my mom and after... After the music on this episode, there'll be like a little interview with my mom and she uh, will talk about this. I was actually <laughs> going to play Amber's joint, but uh, yeah, no, we, 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 oh, we, we can do both. Oh, we can do that too. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that too. That'd be funny. We so. can do both. That'd be, that'd be great. But yeah, yeah. As, as far as I'm concerned, you can say that, but until I hear it, haters say it's Photoshop, bro. I'm That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I think yeah. these holidays are just hilarious. Like how different everyone celebrates holidays and how you fall into your own little kind of routine and your own little, you know, how you do things. And if that gets disturbed, like it just feels weird. <laughs> Dude, no, I got to tell you uh, our joint. No, matter of fact, no, I can't do it up here because Shane would kill me. Uh, I got to tell you um, our, our family tradition offline. Uh, okay. Because if I tell you online, it's going to ruin the family tradition and, and, and everybody will come for me and they will okay. come for me quick. So to uh, all of so, our Patreon subscribers, there will be a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually not, nah, but you know, since we now have that uh, that that nice Facebook community, we do. Uh, you got to be a part of that in order to hear that. Maybe that'll be a oh, that'll be the first the premium side, content. There you go. Sidebar episodes are coming yeah. real, real soon. This this should be great. Ah, uh, that's cool. But yeah, you know what? I think it's about time we we, we shut it down because if not, I, I might unleash that information and. And then there'll be no more podcasts because I'll be dead. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once <laughs> yeah. again for tuning in to the latest. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, download, you know, leave the, the five stars, the, the the generous comment for the algorithms, all the beautiful stuff. Um, and of course, as always, please do not forget to, you know what? No, we got to finish on the positive note. So I'm going to put that other thing we do in the end right here. Yeah, that, <laughs> okay. that's necessary. Okay. Uh, so please don't forget to wash your freaking hands. And don't forget to wear your bloody mask. Why are you sound this is not Hamilton? What the Hamilton didn't <sighs> say bloody. Anyway, yeah. No, but I mean you said you did it. That was your like your Hamilton voice. You have a Hamilton voice. I don't know if you know that yet, but you do. Oh, so do yeah, you, you oh. got a Hamilton voice. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that actually means a lot to me. Center. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, please wash your hands, wear your mask, all that stuff. Please, please. There's a vaccine out there now. We can we can curb this, people, unless you don't trust it, like half of America. That's black people and white people for whatever reason you don't. Uh, but yeah, please continue to do so. And of course, always remember to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. So until next time, my name is Jordan. My name is Devin. And we will catch you on the flip. And if you don't hear from us beforehand, Merry Christmas.
because that's that's one of the main reasons we do this because of that Savior being born, six pound, eight ounce, baby Jesus thing. Yes. Yeah. That, Sweet that right baby there. Jesus lying in a manger. Yeah. You know, Will Ferrell is, he's theologically sound. No, I'm just kidding. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway, John yeah. C. Riley was more theologically sound. Uh, oh. Will Ferrell might have been more like the homeless lady you talked to. <laughs> oh my God. James Hatfield. <laughs> yeah, off to Never Neverland, people. We out of here. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Chandler. Editing and production, Jordan Brown. Digital media and graphics, Alyssa Wise. Interface and program relations, Delmar Gibbs. Thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode. Please don't forget to follow us on FB, Inspired One Enterprises, on Insta, at I underscore the number two underscore I podcast. And of course, Please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, download, rate, review, and share. Be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Thank you once again for all your support. Keep rocking. Peace.